Hey gang, Editor Josh here. Uh, usually you don't hear from me unless I done goofed. And uh, this is just a warning. This is a cliffhanger episode. So you'll never know when the end is coming. And then bam, it'll happen. Today's show brought to you by Jim's Outlaws. Uh, Northwest Figure 8, woo! And the Rule 1 Shot brought to you by Moondrops Distillery. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is the crossover. It's a big day here today. It is. Yeah. We have another studio. We have another guest. We're actually recording uh, kind of a bonus episode. Yeah, I saw Maybe. I saw that you uh, put the... Uh, the barn, like, started doing the barn wood on the front. Oh of the... yeah, so that's why the that's why right outside the studio is a disaster yeah. because I started putting the barn wood up on the outside sure. of the wall. We're well, gonna run out. Let's let's talk. Uh, first of all, that that stinks. I'm sorry <laughs> that you're gonna run out. I'll get more. Okay. Um. So real quick, sponsor drop. Uh, we have uh, today's show is brought to you by Jim's Outlaws, yep. uh, Moondrops Distillery, yep. and Northwest and Northwest Figure Eight. Woo. Yeah, that's right. Uh, really We're not stoked. Doing a rule one shot today because it's. A school night, literally a school night. It is. I have to work tomorrow. It is. We're we're here on a, a Monday evening. Um, I am uh, fully jacked up on caffeine, yeah. ready to rock Are and roll. Okay. In studio though, we yes. have Mike Heimel, who's someone that I've wanted to talk to for a while. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. You're um. So let's uh, uh, Mike Heimel Auctions, name of the company, and I've been meaning. Do you is do you do um, on location auctions, or do you just deal with the auction house? We have an auction center, but we still do on location auctions. Okay. But they have to be pretty good in size and quantity Got of it. merchandise. Yeah, so that kind of like, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is um, before kids, BC, uh, my wife and I started going to, let me back up, my, my uncle was a coin and gold dealer. And he did really well to the point to where it was, uh, he made more, he was a union steel worker and he kept that job. For and the then benefits. he went through the change. Was, <laughs> um, yeah, funny. Uh, <laughs> but I asked him like, hey, how would I get started in this? And he said, you need to start going to estate sales. And, you know, I, he, he made a bunch of money on estate sales because he would go in there and he would just, he'd do something that I'm not a huge fan of, not something I'm comfortable with. He would... Um, he would bargain, he would barter, and he would negotiate. And, you know, when you walk into an estate sale, most of the time they say, everything's marked, but let us know. And he's one of those guys that would say, I'll give you this much for this, this, and this. And when they'd say no, he would just turn around and walk away. He's one of those people. And, uh, and I'm like, I'm not real comfortable with that. But I started going to estate auctions. And it was one of the coolest things in the world because we were living in um, DeKalb County, Illinois. And you'd get these big, fa- you'd get this big family plot. And the last person that gave a damn about the property or its contents had either passed away, passed away or said, auction it all off. And you would get these family collections of stuff that had, for people that had been there 120 years. We started really enjoying that. And I'm guessing that's kind of what you're talking about as far as like size-wise. Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah. Uh, actually, live auctions are a, a social event. Yeah. You see a lot of the same people. Yep. They're all trying to buy things. They're having a good time together and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was really cool is we would start looking out for each other. I'm glad you brought that up. And we would text each other 
Like, hey, did you see this auction bill or something like that? Because when you go register for one of those auctions, that auctioneer has the next six or seven auction bills pasted to the side of the truck. Correct, right. And um, you and also usually has a stack of them to take with you. So we did pretty good with that uh, one summer, and then the next summer we were doing okay, and we we had gotten to the point to where we started talking uh, the Buckeye bombshell about quitting her full-time job and doing that full-time. And then, like I told you before the show, a little show called Storage Wars started. And it just sucked all the fun out of it, all the profit, too. <clears throat> when uh, Storage Wars started, it was quite interesting. As you and I had talked previously, uh, it it went from several guys that were buying storage to a whole bunch of them that were. Yeah. And because of the show, they all thought they were going to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> and I, myself, uh, made damn good money doing it. Yeah. You know, because they just were, I had one guy, for example, that would stand in the back of the crowd and every time he'd bid, he had to say, yep. Oh, just like, oh like my God. Dave like Dave, yeah, what's like his name? Yep, Dave he, Hester. Yeah, Dave Hester. That's the guy that ended up suing the show and that's how it ended up coming out that a lot the, of that stuff was. Salted? Salt, not salt. Salted means something different. Oh, okay. Um, salted means spoiling. Got it. Um, it was um, sweetened. Oh. They were staged. They were literally staged. Fake. Yeah, it was fake. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. So no, that's okay. And, and and the funny thing is, you know where Dave Hester picked up doing that? Where's Auctioneers that? do it. He admitted it because that's what when you've got when you've got someone working the crowd for you. When you got a nice big enough crowd, you're usually talking to someone your that works for you that's standing next to somebody that's saying yes or no, and that's how they would make sure Colonel knew. Yep. And it's one of the most annoying things in the world if you're a bidder. If you're part of the auctioneer team, if you're working the ring for the auctioneer, it's kind of cool to watch. Otherwise, yeah, like you said, Dave was just annoying. We watched, I think, a week of it, and we showed up for our first auction after that, which just happened to be a storage unit auction because the auction company we loved following did storage unit auctions once a year for one company. And the turnout, we were by, like I said, by like 8 a.m., me and my wife looked at each other like, let's go to breakfast. This is done. There's no way we're, there's no money to be made here. And um, bless his heart, Almberg, Bill, Bill Almberg up in DeKalb, who's the auctioneer, said, yeah, no, it's great for me. But guys like you are done at least for a little while. Has that cooled down at all? It has cooled down. We okay. still have a good, uh, a good turnout. We do U-Haul auction uh, for U-Haul storage company once a month. Yeah. And we'll have, uh, oh, probably 30 people. Mm-hmm. And out of those, most of them are on so on what we consider a trail. Uh-huh. But that's what they do for a living. Got it. Uh, matter of fact, I just talked to a friend of mine on the way up here a while ago. How'd your storage turn out? Because I sold it to him last month. Uh-huh. And uh, he's an honest guy. He'll say, yeah, that one I bought, it didn't do very well. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the guys, you know, we uh, the, the running joke is, uh, go ahead and buy it. It's got a Corvette in the back of it. Yeah, right. and, uh, and sure enough, the next month, you know, that was full of guns and everything else. Oh, wow. Wrong. Yeah. That's not necessarily true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when that show got popular, did you, I've been wanting to ask this for a while. Did you get people with buyer's remorse trying to come back and want their money back? Saying, yeah. hey, it was just full of junk or. Well, we had a few that weren't very happy, but yeah. they paid their bill. But they understood, yeah. sure. The thing about storage auctions is you have to take everything. Yeah. And if you don't And take, they give you a deadline, too. Yeah. Like those, okay. 24 to 48 hours. Okay. Um, or rent the unit and throw your lock on it. You can't. Yeah. Uh, I actually sold one two or three months ago 
And a friend of mine bought it, and he sends me a picture of two boa constrictors. <laughs> and I called him, and I said, what is going on? Uh-huh. Those said, were inside the unit. He said, I moved a dresser, and they come crawling out. Oh, my God. And there was, he showed me the box they were in mm-hmm. of wood shavings, and they were alive, and they Holy were moving. Cow. And uh, so that was quite interesting. Oh, so, my uh, goodness. Whoa. Well, if you think about it, the little amount of information you have to give to get a storage unit, you could keep just about anything in there. And as long as you keep paying the bills, yeah. you can just keep keeping it in there. I've actually sold one that people were living in. Oh, God. Yeah. I've, I've seen those horror, on, on YouTube. I've, I've seen heard those horror on YouTube. stories yeah. like that, yeah. Like, there's, there's a guy on YouTube. I don't know. I forget what, who he is, but he has a... He lives in a storage auction, yeah. a storage unit. Yeah, and it's it's weird, which is specifically forbidden. Well, there right. used to, there used to be a guy that uh, he had one rented uh-huh. midtown in Annapolis, and uh, he lived there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, but not Friday night and Saturday night because that's when the girls used it. Uh, oh no! So, yes, that's. That's Ew. gross. And it's true. So what's been the what's been the most amazing find? The most amazing find in storage units is uh, other than boa constrictors. Uh, well, there is some gold and silver found. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The biggest thing about storage auctions is you don't know what's in the back of the unit, mm-hmm. right? And if somebody's buying that is seasoned, if you want to call them that, uh, they'll take a chance. Yeah. Uh, when the door comes up, if there's a mattress across the front of the door, mm-hmm. that's when you got to step up and say, "Yeah, I'm going to take a chance." Okay, you know, because anybody that puts stuff in storage uh, is not—they're pretty smart if they put just a mattress across inside the door. Right. Because if somebody's breaking into them, yeah, they're going to say, "I don't know what's behind the mattress." Yeah, I'm going to the next one. Good point. So. Good point. Uh, we did sell one one time that uh, had nothing but uh, boxes that were flat panel TVs and stereos and what have you, <laughs> all the way across the back of this unit. And a guy paid $1,000 for it, and every box was empty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Wow. As we say, you have to have big kahunis to yeah. buy right. units. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he had to have been smart enough to know he was taking a chance. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a pretty big risk. And it was uh, two or three smart guys is what it amounted to because the bid went up to 1000 Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, you would mention that because uh, the, the way that the auction company did it where I was from, where I always went, they would rather than sell the whole unit – They'd have a crew of guys empty it out, put it all on a hay rack, and start auctioning everything off unit by unit. You said you used to do that. We did that years ago. Yeah. Did yeah. did did it, did that change with the show or before? Oh no, that was twenty five years. Got ago. it. Is it just easier? Yeah. Okay. And right. and really, it's a it's a good gig for me because I show up and U-Haul puts pictures on on a video screen. Okay. We don't go around to the different locations. Oh. So understood. they put the picture up. I call the bid. Uh-huh. And and they send me a check. Okay. So. Fair enough. Um, so then it's not is that at your location or is that their location? No, it's at their it's Got at their community okay. their uh conference center. Got it. Okay. I might show up just for the I would love to go to yeah, an shingles. Yeah, our next one is uh the twenty fifth at nine o'clock at sixty five hundred East Washington. Okay. Okay. Right at the corner of Kitley and Washington. You know where Kitley is? Yeah, don't I do. You? Sure I do. do. Right there by <laughs> What's the name of that racetrack? 
Uh, is it the Speedrome? It's the Indianapolis. No, speed it's drum. not the Speedrome. It's what is it? It's um, I think it is the Speedrome. Actually, is it? It might yeah. be Circle City. Well, it it's not Art. Zi- it's not Art Zips. Is it? <laughs> wow. Okay, so you said the 20... What, what? Well, it's on your website, right? 25th. It's on HeimalAuctions.com. Okay. HeimalAuctions.com. And okay. do you um, do you have a Facebook presence as well, the company? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. Um, is it just you, Colin, or do you have do you have other people? I've always wanted like to do a, at least one. So, I'm just saying it. I've always wanted to do at least well, one. Well, and, and listen, I'll tell you right now, coming this summer, now that I'm a teacher and I'm off the summers... Um, you, if there's going to be an auction during the day and it's an estate auction where you guys are running a ring or two, I'll absolutely go because I just love doing it. Yeah, but you're not going to stand back there and go, yep, are you? No, hell no. Okay. No, hell no. Okay, you're welcome to come. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> no, it's, like you said, it's a social event. It really oh, is. it is. Um, and I noticed this. You could go just one county over and you would get noticed at an auction because you weren't part of that group. Oh, uh, you're telling me. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I'll walk into an auction in another part of the state, for example, and somebody will start the whispering, uh-huh. and uh, and they kind of look at you like you don't belong here. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, so we have uh, what we do is we have an auction every Thursday night, mm-hmm. uh, right in Beach Grove, right behind the post office. Okay. And uh, fifty nine North Second, and we bring most of the time what we do anymore uh, is bring our estates in our households into the auction center. Got it. And do it there. Nice and comfortable for well, everybody. Well, it's that, and the millennials don't go to auctions as much as, as they used to. Thanks, Josh. You know? It's not my, Why is it always my fault when it's the millennials? Well, you know, and then they got the... Then they, then another thing, see? They want to be on their phones, and they want to look at it, and that's good and bad for the auction business. Right. Because they'll sit there, and they'll look up something that we're selling and see what it's selling for on eBay. Yeah. Oh, that's how we were. That's how my wife bids, and I were making the bids money. two hundred, and it's only selling for a hundred. I'm not going to bid. Right, you got to yeah. bounce. Yeah, right. But if the bid's fifty and it's selling for two hundred, oh they, yeah, then yeah. they will bid. Uh, it's it's very interesting the mix of people. We have furniture store dealers. We have collectors. Mm-hmm. We have people who have no damn idea where they're there. Those are always the fun. But ones. they but they have a lot of fun. I yeah, really I we, really want to go. Oh my god, it's so much fun! I mean, I, I Thursday don't, night. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. The the auction house experience, not my. That's not. A, but I'm a little bit older. I like mixing in a little bit overcast, talking to people, getting crappy coffee from the food sure. wagon. That's I absolutely love doing that. I will go just to wander around and see what people been in. And on top of that, we made decent money. Out of the crap pile, out of the reject pile. Because you get an estate sale, big, estate auction big enough, like on a piece of land or something like that, you'll he'll start, I, and I'm sorry, I'm speaking for you. All right, uh, uh, start at a dollar, this right here. No one bids, add a little bit more crap to that pile. All of this for a dollar. <laughs> and, and eventually, you're going to snag something someone's been looking at. Yeah. Well, if you want that for a dollar, you got to take all of this other stuff. Yeah. But did you take all the other stuff? I always did. That's 100% good. of the time. Um, and then. It'd be super rude. And if then what'll happen. So you imagine hay bales lined up. Sure. And you got one guy. Do they, do they still use the term colonel? Yes. Okay. You got the colonel who's the guy that the auctioneer. Uh-huh. And it came from actually back during the Civil War. Because yeah. it was usually the colonel that would auction off. Man, you are smart. Dude, I loved it. Where'd you find I that out? I loved it. I you ta- read that somewhere. Talking to colonels. There you go. They and listen, man. They, they I'm learning you, a whole bunch of stuff. Tonight. Josh, how, have I? If I am I lying when I said I've wanted him in here 
no. just to talk. I'm a nerd for it because no. it's so much fun. I am not a social person. I will go out there and yuck it up with those guys mm-hmm. all day long. Go to an auction. As long as every now and then you got those guys real buttoned up in the, in the auction crowd. They don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to mix in. And they stick out like sore thumbs. And eventually you'll get a circle around them where no one's standing because no one wants to deal with them. Right. But anyway. So Colonel starts at one end of all of these hay racks, and he'll just keep moving, and he's got guys there with him, so you know where he's already been because the hay racks are starting to get emptied out. Sure. People will, if in a situation like that where every, where someone bought a pile of something for a dollar, they've usually got two or three minutes to go through or get what they want, and then as it moves along, the guys working for the auction house will clear that hay rack off, and it'll end up in one big pile. You want to go through that pile and take stuff? Go right ahead. I've made money off that junk pile. Really? Yes. Now, it's getting harder and harder because everyone's got a phone. It's that, that, absolutely. You, uh, you're fascinated with auctions. Uh, oh, yeah. Would you like to buy an auction house in Beach Grove? I would not. I apologize. <laughs> I let's, can barely, let's start the bidding so at let me $5. Tell you I can barely afford a residential house in yeah. Pendleton. <laughs> The last thing I need is, so you don't have anyone else coming up behind you that's ready to take over? Uh, my son works with us. Okay. And he's there every day. All right, awesome. I still do all the auctioneering. Yeah. And I have, an, I have another auctioneer works the ring, as, as it's yeah. called. You know? Yeah. So when we get an on-site auction that's bigger, mm-hmm. then we'll trade off some. Got it, got it. But you I, ever do two rings at a time? Uh, no, I don't no. like to do that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I never understood. Um, there was a guy up in Rockford, Illinois. I can't remember the name of the company. But once a month during the summer, he would be at the fairgrounds. And rather than do an auction house, he'd move, he would collect things in a warehouse and then move it all to there. And once a month, he would do it. And he would have two, sometimes three rings going. We've done that. Here's the issue with that. You're splitting your crowd. You're making maybe the same amount of money. But one of those guys, and I'm sure you've seen this, is a guy walking around with an amplifier strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's got a full-blown ring going. Right. Um, but what it was nice with me and my wife, we get there an hour early because it's not like it's not a secret. You get to see everything before the auction starts. Mm-hmm. We would walk through. We'd make notes. We would split up. She'd work one ring. I would work the other. Well, you guys would, uh, you wouldn't have handled Ship Shawana, Indiana, where they have six and eight auctioneers going at the same time. That would make my head explode. Oh, man. I'll bet it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it is. But... It's up in Amish country. Oh, okay. It's great. Ooh, it's all yeah. antiques. Every Wednesday, uh-huh. they start at 9 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and by 2 3 o'clock, the building is totally empty. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. We started and this is every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. How far is Ship Shawana from here? Uh, it's about three hours north. Oh, okay. It's like, it's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, if you haven't picked up yet, I'm not from here. I think it's up in the region. Is it? Or if not, it's, it's five miles. Oh, so it's up, so, is or it's that north like, of Fort is Wayne. Is it near Napanee? Because yeah. Napanee is Amish country. Yeah, it's five too, right? miles okay. south of the I know exactly Michigan where it is line. now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I know exactly where we it is. We start now. at 630 and, and we have our building totally cleaned out by 11, 1130. Yeah. And is there, is there anything? Yeah. PM. Yeah. We don't buy anything back. Everything sells sure. absolute auction. Sure. Is there anything, um, is there anything I God, I hate to ask this cause I know that you're a businessman and you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to lose customers. Is there anything that you pull in that you don't auction? Like here, I'm going to pay for my, I'm going to give you this much for it just to keep it. Cause I, I know an auctioneer who's got, his house and three pole barns packed full of stuff just because if it's something nice, he can't say no. And when I say nothing, something that he likes. Well, that's an interesting, uh, an interesting question. 
we are obligated through our contract uh-huh. to get as much money for our seller as we possibly can. Understood. And that's the method, the auction method of marketing. Yeah, yeah. You know, occasionally I'll buy something mm-hmm. once a year, twice a year, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'd much rather sell it to somebody. The and, guaranteed money rather yeah, than, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I understand. Yeah. I understand. That's, uh, that's dishonest also. Yeah. No, no, I understand. I understand. Well, when I say that, I didn't mean it necessarily like that. Like, hey, you're only going to get so much at auction for this. I'll offer you that instead. Yeah, but you don't know what you're going to get. That's a good point. We, you know, we had an antique auction New Year's Day, and uh, we had a, a cool piece that was a neon sign from Hook's Drug Store Ooh. back in the day. Yeah. Wow. And we, our pre-auction estimate was... Seven fifty to a thousand. Yeah, it brought thirty nine hundred. That doesn't surprise plus me. Plus ten percent buyer's premium. Got it. Wow. That yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. Those, especially the hooks drug sign. Wow, yeah. that's that's OG Indiana, uh, OG Indiana history, dude. Yeah. So we're open every day, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday from nine to five. You can come in and look around, but nothing's for sale. Good to know. Yep. Good to know. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing this summer. I was going to say, man. Yeah, you're. By the way, this is the most talkative I've ever seen you on this show. Uh, well, that's not true. Okay. Without without having some drinks. Sure. Probably, yeah. I guess that's but true. No, it's it's you know. He's really excited. I'm really like excited six, too. But there's he's... like six things that I'm really interested in in auction. We miss it, and I think part of it is because first of all, I like the biggest uh, hook of it for me was I loved. Let me tell you a story. We were. It was a storage unit auction, um, and. She brings me this box of crap, and she was like, it was $2. And I'm like, but there's nothing in here. So I take it back to the car, and I start going through it, and I find um, us from the 30s, 30s or 40s, a Sterling Gorham baby rattle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Ooh. there you go. It's Good work. Better. Getting better. So we get back to the house, and we're going through it all because basically what we would do is we would empty the hatchback. We had a, a hatchback that had a huge cargo area, dump it out into the garage and start going through it, and we actually – you asked me, do you, do you always take the stuff? I do, just because it's not. They, they're they auctioning it off because they're done with the mess. It's your mess now. So I actually um, uh, paid for extra garbage toters at my house. If I'm going to throw it away, I'm going to throw it away on my dime, especially because they're helping me make money. We go through that box, and at the bottom of it, there was a, um, I forget the name of the restaurant. It was a hamburger restaurant like Mr. Hamburger or something like that. My wife would remember, but she's up there with the kids. It was an ice scraper, and it was obviously used, and I went to throw it away. Um, Again, this is the $2 box. So I know I've already made my money off of this little box with the baby rattle. And she was like, hey, uh, put that up on eBay for 99 cents. And I was like, why? And she was like, it's advertising pieces, and it was a small regional chain that's not around anymore. And I'm not saying it sold for a lot of money. It sold for $9. And I mean, that's a lot of money compared to what you got it for. Yes, compared for the, to the investment. And I emailed the guy. I said, I have to know why. And it was in California where you're not going to need an ice scraper. Right. And it's beat up. I'm like, why? I got to know why. And he said, I grew up right. I lived in an apartment right next to one of these restaurants. And when I would walk home from school, I smelled their hamburgers every day. And to this day, I buy everything I can find from that company. I am insane about taking something that someone doesn't want and being the bridge to the person that wants it. I love that. And on top of that, me and my young bride had a blast doing it together. 
it holds a very special place in my heart. It is it is fun to to go and see what other people have and and what they'll pay for stuff. Um, we sold a collection a couple of years ago for a good friend of mine that passed away, and uh, that was Sinclair gas pumps and Sir, Sinclair oh, yeah. signs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. The green dinosaur. He, that would have been great. I love that. And he collected those because his first job mm. was in a Sinclair station. That's awesome. And he was like 75 years old. Oh. So uh, it's, it's really neat uh, uh, to see the what people buy and what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have no idea why they buy things. They really don't. Yeah. Uh, one guy in particular comes to our auction every week. He says, I don't know why I bought it. It sounded like a good buy. You know? <laughs> uh, I sold, we sell real estate at auction, sold a house one night, and we were selling the goods out in the front yard. And a- after the auction was over, I said, hey, well, uh, sir, why'd you buy the house? He said, well, I brought the old lady to buy dishes, and the house just seemed like a good buy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said, well, I'm glad you were here. So, uh, uh so you ask about on-site auctions. That's what they're called, where you go to somebody's house and yeah, sell them. Yeah. We don't do as many as we used to. Um, the one day that uh, I always try not to have one, and if we do have one, I'm going to make really sure that it's over with, and that's the night of the three-hour. Oh, yeah. I will, oh, be, yeah. I will be in the family section that's at right. Indianapolis Speedrome, yep. without a doubt. So, he, so that's an awesome transition to one of your other passions. Or yeah. I guess, I don't know that auction is your passions, but it's been your career. Um, I would it, say. And how we know who you are. Because right. you, yeah. you are Mike Heimel of the Mike Heimel family section. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Um, how long have you been going to the speed room? Oh, my goodness. Uh, many, many years. Many years. We'll uh, leave it at that. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the first three hour I saw was uh, Rance Harmon was the winner. Who was that? Uh, 1985 okay. or something okay. like that. I uh, have not missed one since. Yeah. Uh, I have a guy who works for me, uh, uh, David Scott Oaks. He is uh, uh, he is like Scott and I almost. I uh-huh. mean, he can tell you who won what, when they won it, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's into the, the front-wheel drive cars quite Let a bit. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is he a talkative guy? Yeah, but you don't want him on the show. Why is that? Because he'll never stop talking. Um, we're fine. Yeah, no, that. that's fine. We yeah, call in the radio industry. We call that a day that's off. That's a day off. You know, it's a, it, trust me, it'd be a seventeen-hour show. <laughs> yes, but, uh, he's a great guy. He really yeah. is. As long as we can put a front and, uh, and a back on it, I'm yeah, good. As long as like, he lets us introduce yeah. him and then say goodbye to him. But uh, he grew up at the Speedrome. Yeah, and uh, he helps Van Valkenburg and, oh, and yeah. everybody else. Don, and, Don's and, been a supporter of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a huge. He's, yeah, he's he a and fan Robert of ours. Eversol are good friends. Mm-hmm. And, good. Uh, I've made a lot of good friends at Speedrome over the years, and and uh, sponsored Jack Dossey for forever. Heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Wait, which the the, the first Jack Dossey? Jack. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's when Little Jack was Little Jack. Little wow, yeah. he was very uh, yes, yeah, and that that whole family's really cool. Oh, They're they very are. very nice people. Yep, Jack still holds a record for Jack Junior. Still holds a record for six, uh, three hour figure eight wins. Yeah, did there? I've been wondering this. Was there a family section before you started sponsoring it, or uh, Jonathan Bird sponsored that for years? Got it. Okay, yep. all right. And then, is it? Do you just? Do you just believe? I mean, it's an it's a it's a advertising opportunity for sure, but you actually kind of. It was surprising to me. I'll be honest that the entire track is a smoking section except for your section. Yeah, it. Uh, they made it that way, and and you know, occasionally somebody's up there smoking, and nobody sure. throws them out and throws a fit. But yeah, uh, 
uh, I think it's a, a good place for a family that doesn't want to be by the alcohol and the, yeah. you know right. smoking. Yeah. So yeah, no. And listen, okay. I I appreciate that. On the rare occasions I do bring my kids, that's where we sit. Yeah, just because I don't want them to have to worry about it. Um, so, uh, it's a good place to to enjoy figure eight racing as well as other racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also at the same time, just people watch. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good people. That's there. one of my favorite things to do at the speed room. Yeah. Besides watching, because racing. here's the thing: there's there can be some long stretches between the action. Oh yeah, and you have to enjoy. In all honesty, it's kind of like an auction. You have to enjoy the process and and being a part and just the ambiance of it or the yeah. I guess the, the camaraderie of it. You have to enjoy actually being there. Yep. Um, now there's usually plenty to talk about between races that happen, stuff that happened on the racetrack. Right. But every now and then there's not, you know, when especially early in the race day with the kids, uh, um, with the junior fast carts, not a lot to talk about unless you got a relative in one of those carts. Neither mm-hmm. of us do. Mm-hmm. Neither of my kids are interested in racing, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it is really cool to see how the kids progress over the course of the year. It is. Yeah. And to yeah. watch them go mm-hmm. from, you know, a red flag, you know, restarting every race at least two <laughs> times to the early season early to, the season is wrong. To watching them become actual drivers. Yeah, and it's really cool to go to the banquet and watch <laughs> these kids get their trophies <laughs> and and you know, part of them their dads were are figure eight drivers mm-hmm. and stock car drivers mm-hmm. and what have you. It's really cool to watch these kids. But uh, and you don't have to worry uh, on downtime at the track because that Tory Styles guy. Let's talk about him for a minute. Man, he uh, he's a do. he's a character. Oh my gosh, Tory worked for us for a few years, and uh, we've oh, been friends. Really, for, been friends forever, and he's just a great guy. Yeah. But the thing about Tory, and you gotta love him, is you never know what he's gonna say. So boy, <laughs> so I don't know how if you know how Tory's relationship with our show started. No. Okay, so were you ever a professional wrestling fan? No, I was not. Okay. Well, in the professional wrestling world, they have something called heat. And when you're trying to catch heat, you're trying to get popular, you're trying to get famous. And we had just started this show, and I pretended for a little while that Tori, that me and Tori had beef, that we didn't like each other. Okay. And we would, like, I would talk about By the way, he him. played along. Hold oh, on. Oh, sorry. Not initially. Oh, sorry. That's right. how we... That's right. The problem is, because I was, like, trying to generate some heat for us and maybe for the speed drum, blah, blah, blah. The problem is I never told Tori I was going to do it because we didn't know him. And I didn't, in all honesty, I never thought that we would get big enough that he would ever even hear of us. And then he started, like, oh my he gosh. would start making fun of us during the race. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> um, the one thing that he loved doing was he kept getting my name wrong. And he would do it on purpose. The name of the show is The Crossover with Josh and Mike. He still does it. I'm Mike. He will still do it occasionally. Yeah. He would say Josh and Molly, Josh and Marky. Yep. He, and then um, during, Josh and Mickey. during the broadcast once, he said, uh, oh, that's not going to, that's not going to, uh, that's, oh. that's not going to sit well with those podcast guys over on <laughs> drive. And I have to edit this. Yeah, I know. Michael. Throwing my, my street name. And I'm like, okay. Make a note. And then, um. Finally, he agreed to come on, and he, he played along for a good month, and it was a lot of fun. Um, when he came on, he started dropping details about, like, uh, when we lived in New York, what school my daughter went to, and I don't know how he found it. It had to have been through Facebook or whatever, but he's good at digging. He is very good at what he does. And finally, I was like, okay, no mas, no mas. We buried the you know the fictional hatch, and he's been a friend of the show ever since. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
Scotty Keen, too. Yeah. Very quick to come on. Oh, yeah. We, the way we've been embraced by the people, um, not the management uh, per se, but, you know, as I've said, they don't really and, need us. And they, yeah, and we don't we don't have we, any ill will towards we, them. Yeah, and they don't have any ill will towards us. Have, they're always welcome to come on. Always. Kevin, Kevin's not that guy. Kevin kind of wants every all of his employees to to operate their portion of that track as though it's their own business. He he puts right. people he trusts and then he walks away. Oh, exactly. You know, uh, you talked about Scott Keen. Uh, so uh, Jimmy's Diners on the South Side, thirty three hundred South Shelby. Okay, good friends of ours. Okay, and uh, so Scott calls me one morning. He says, "Hey, meet me at Jimmy's for breakfast." I said, "Okay, cool." So I go to Jimmy's Diner and I and I go to sit down. He goes. Sit down. I want to buy my best man breakfast. Uh-huh. I said, when's he coming? <laughs> so I had the honor of being in. Uh, oh, he, that's cool. That's really cool, wedding. man. Yeah, that that's was nice. fun. Yeah. Um, he just actually, funny we mentioned it, he just posted an, an outlaw yeah. uh, for sale today. I saw that. Did yeah. you? Yeah. In honor of Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> I get it. Scotty is the is the consummate salesman. He will spin anything the way he has to. Oh, absolutely. It's he's he's hilarious. Um, although I don't, he's not associated with the speed drum anymore. I think he's no, just, he's with Circle City Circle now. City I think so. Working but he's Eddie. been really great to us, and he's been really oh, kind been to us. And we did a we did a show from his house. We did two of them. We did one with That's with right. his kid. Well, with his with his Jackson. Uh, step. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, we sponsored him a little bit. He's a good kid. Yeah, he he's really a go. Oh my gosh. Yeah, him. Um, Colin Bra- Dickey was Colin Dickey and Braylon Etter. Yeah. All of them are really good kids. Yeah. And we did a we did a junior fast cart show. Yeah. Cool. And they loved it. And then we did. They and felt then, like rock stars. Yeah. And then we did one with the parents. We did the parents of the junior fast cards, and that was interesting. It got emotional. It did. You it know, they, they talked about some deep things, um, you know, talking about a, a lot of, like, when Colin got hurt, and it yes. was, it was we, we you know, we we want to talk to those people. Yeah, they're be- all good people. Yeah. yeah. And and also, it, it makes everyone human. Yeah. They're not just a number in a vehicle. You know, There's a uh, living person. <clears throat> Jackson Jackson Navarro, he yeah. is cool. Yeah. When he got up at the banquet to because he won the championship that year. Yep. <laughs> when he got up there, he's a short. When he pulled the microphone down, uh, the first thing he said was, "Every driver in this room is a champion." I mean, wow. this, this is he's a got kid. a good head on his shoulders. This for is sure. a kid. That yeah. Is doing this, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what he does from now on. I can't wait. And Yvonne, Yvonne has been awesome. To oh us. my gosh, she's, she's so cool. So oh, she's, she's we a did guy. a we did a remote broadcast with the Laster family, Brady mm-hmm. Laster and oh, Dane yeah. and, and Tamara, and we did it at Fifth Avenue, and um, and it was Yvonne that set all that up. It wasn't really. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you're gonna go a long way before you beat the Laster family in, in terms of kindness. Yeah. yeah. And things that they do. Yeah. You know, and, and what Brayton's doing, you know. And yeah. His, oh, yeah. We went to Talladega with them. Yeah. They invited me oh, to Talladega last year with them. Oh, crazy. We had really? a blast. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're not big NASCAR fans at all. No. But Talladega is Talladega. Yeah. You know, I'm not a Yankees fan or really a baseball but fan But I'll go to anymore, Yankee Stadium. <laughs> but if someone invited me to Yankee Stadium, I'd go to oh, Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to – we were in the – not just the infield. We were in the pits at Talladega. Oh, that's great. And then um, I was actually – I was in – I don't want to say this because I don't think I don't think I ever said this, but I was in tears because I was literally standing on the track at Talladega. Yeah, That's it was neat. awesome. Yep, I, I knew that this would be so for me. I've um, I've had experiences at other racetracks where I've been had the opportunity to be back in the pits, and um, I was at the time I wasn't physically as able as I am now. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up. 
Well, so it's fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, but but I knew that this would be a big deal to Michael if he had a chance to get out there we and drove, it, yeah. and at least experience what the what the track is because it's not just about you know yeah it's the people and and the cars but it's also the atmosphere and the sound the cars make yep. going around the track. Yeah, yeah, and and that that's coupled with the fact that it's a lot more than paying your admission to get in the racetrack. Right. Yeah. Look at the friends that we have. You know, yeah, dude, we drove seven and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. you know it's uh, and we got people we can pick up the phone and say, "Hey, I need help." Yep. You know? Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, and uh, and I don't know if you watched that race, but <laughs> Brighton got into a pretty bad wreck at yeah, that yeah. race. Uh, yeah. What what really sucked about that is it happened right in front of the pits. It happened right in front of his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a chance, go back and listen to that episode because we had a long conversation with uh, Tamara about yeah. That. Uh, I can send it to you. It's it great. Was, That'd be great. I got yeah. you. Yeah, super um, people. Yeah, and then and because it was at a bar, and because I found out about halfway through that Dane was buying the drinks, I'm not in the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to admit. Yeah, that. no, uh, it and was there's an actual. No, I'm part. I'm actually part of part of it. Yeah, and then there's a third episode that I'm not in at all. That's yeah. actually never we've never even put out. Yeah, so it's um, they they are like. Uh, I look back on, on some of the stuff and it's just, it blows my mind at the kindness of people. Yeah. You know, and, and these are people who didn't know us. Yeah. Even, even six months before. Yeah. And it it just, it, sometimes it makes me emotional. And what's really cool is now we're having people that do similar stuff to what we do. Yeah. Reaching out to us, trying to link arms and say, Hey, let's start to cross pollinate. Yeah. Which is awesome. Will Greenwell, yep. who's now the race director, or whatever a race ops, sure. or whatever at Circle City, sure. who's been, is it Speed Sport? Uh, I think with? so. Been no, an Dirt Two Media. Dirt Two Media that that does a lot of the short track broadcasts. Mm-hmm. He reached out and was like, "Hey, would love to to meet you guys." And unfortunately, we haven't made it happen. No, yet. but we've done we've done a few we've interviews done a few with interviews him. With him, yeah, yeah, um, and it's it's. Um, it's interesting. For the first two years, every interview we did was by phone because we recorded in my bedroom. And my wife has kind of a strict policy on how many people are allowed in the bedroom. I think that's a good idea. I'm, yeah. glad, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not. You know. Yeah, no. Um, this 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 wall, obviously, you can tell is new. This was just one big living room. Okay. So we decided to put the wall up and make it a um, primarily, I call it the studio. My My wife calls it the guest suite. With all the fun technology in it. Yeah, with all the fun technology in it. Because that's a queen bed there. Yep. And then you're sitting on a queen bed, and then you can sleep. So, like, when we have family come, they can bring their whole family, and they're in this room. But when I was looking for this place, I kept looking for the high-rise building with yeah. the fluorescent lights and the he big come sign walking out front. In saying, I thought it was going to be a big, fancy studio. And I'm like, well, then you should just leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, unfortunately, uh, our lease for that, was up last month. Oh, I see. And yep. so, you know, so we, we had to... And uh, I actually, when he walked in, I'm like, listen, it's going to seem kind of romantic, and I flipped those lights on. I was like, but this is the lighting choice I made for this room, so we're still... And then I was nervous because it was just me and you. Yeah. And then he walked in, and then I was really nervous. It's okay. <laughs> so far, we've had a good time, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a good time. I mean, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. It. Dude, thank you for fun. coming. Seriously, thank you thank for, you so for coming out for coming. And, yeah. and doing this. We, um... You know, I was, I don't really have much to contribute to the auction, auctioneer, that's auctioning fun, conversation. Yeah. I only just buy and sell old school Pokemon cards and that's <laughs> it. That's all I do. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, everything is just so expensive in that realm now. 
I just kind of, I'll give it another year and a half, and then we'll be back to $50 binders of cards. Well, you know, that's interesting that 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 just absolutely shows you the different facets of collectors. Yeah. I know nothing about them. Right. Um, and, and a lot of my folks that come to the auction don't know anything about right. them. Mm. It's fascinating to me. That a GI Joe doll in the original box, oh man, will bring three, four hundred, three or four hundred dollars easily. You know? Yeah, uh, especially in box. Yeah, but an antique piece that used to bring two hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. brings a hundred. Yeah, because the market has changed so yep. much. Yeah. and I think yeah. part of it is you lose the generation that 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 finds value in that thing. Yes, but also, in, and I'm sure you'll know this, all collectibles are cyclical. Yeah, when I was. Uh, you know, I was into, into baseball cards for a while, mm-hmm. and it got to the it got to the point to where so many were being produced that all of the value went away, and now they're starting to get hot again. There's actually one millionaire investor who's made them hot again because he keeps talking about it. I actually cringe when a nice little old lady calls and says, "I'm going to a retirement center, and I want you to sell my precious moment figurine." Oh God. For like 50 cents Can a pop, Can I tell you right? a story? I think you and I will have very little in common with the exception of our, our love for the speed drum and our first name, but there's something else we'll have in common. Yes. When word got out to friends and family that we were doing eBay <laughs> stuff and we were doing, we, were, we were doing a lot of it and we were doing well at it, we started getting people reaching out to us for consignment. Well, can you sell this one? Where you, can, I, you can keep half. And one of the hardest things in the world to do is tell someone that you care about that's not worth anything. I'm really sorry. Well, it's an it's an antique silver plate tea set. So slow down on the word antique. Just silver. because it looks old doesn't mean it is old, and just because it is old doesn't mean it's valuable. Exactly. And and, it, and it's heartbreaking because it'll be one of those things that they have told everyone for years. Well, my granny's got you know the like the the biggest one and, and I don't know why but we saw it all the time was tea sets. My granny's got a tea set that you know King George the second gave him gave her personally and it's worth a million dollars. Like no, it's made by a company called Rogers and Son or Rogers and Company and it's about fifty years old and they made a squillion of them. Well it's pure silver. No it ain't either. <laughs> it's silver plated. Yep. And uh used to be that uh people didn't know anything about what the things were worth in the terms of collectibles and so forth. Right. Then they got on, on the internet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's eBay. worth $500. Oh dude. It really wasn't. No. And people will go on eBay and do a search and say, well, this one's going for 500. Well, it has no bids. It's not a completed. It's not going you for didn't anything. click on the, the advanced search. Completed. You have yep. to look at the completed yep. sales. And then yeah. um, eBay made it hard on us because uh, used to be, no matter what you listed on eBay, it always ended. So you could go to completed search and see what didn't sell. Now with the buy it now, if you do a buy it now and it's not auction, yeah. it never closes. So you never see those failed sales. Right. So, yeah, that kind of screwed us too. It, uh, and it just it got to the point to where it wasn't worth us. I mean, there was, there was a time. So I have learned that the collectibles, like the, the Pokemon cards, for example, people will pay... The market dictates mm-hmm. the value of, of oh, exactly. the cards. That's you know? what I love about an auction. You never you never overpay in an auction ever, because because you're only you're you're paying what you have bid. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one specific card, and basically it's it was really really popular, and a lot of people don't realize that even though it says it's a first edition card, even though it's still 
you know, it, it's holograph, it's, it's shiny, and it's got no shadow on the border, which is a big deal. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm just being a huge nerd right now. Um, that, um, and even though it's in the wrapping, that card's only worth $3. You know, and people don't realize that. They put so much stock into the fact that, oh, well, it's a first edition and it's never been opened. And, and also when people call things mint or near mint when yeah. they've been playing well, with them their like, whole it's life. It's just like the word antique. Sure. Most of the people, when they say the word antique, what they mean is old. Just because something is old doesn't make it an antique. Yeah. Um, but whatever. <laughs> that was so, yeah, you and, yeah, that selling stuff on consignment. The, the A couple of times we broke some hearts and then we finally... It got to the point when anyone would reach out, we would literally tell them we have way too much of our own material. Right. We just don't do consignments. We're right. really sorry. We'll walk you through how to set up an eBay account so you can break your heart on your own. Yeah. <laughs> so there, uh, I've got a question. So I love, I love that there is a place where at the speed drum where there's no smoking and or the the you know don't smoke or don't drink or anything like that. I I have to know what inspired that. For you, you said that you needed, you wanted people to feel safe and comfortable and in a place at the speed room to watch racing. But um, was there something like, was there an event that happened? No, huh? Okay. Uh, that, uh, I think Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Bird had done it for years. Right. And uh, that became available. Okay. And we were going to do a billboard and it came about that we could sponsor the family section. Wow. So, okay. And we enjoyed doing it. You know. Well, that's... Uh, that's not as are a crazy there? story as I thought. How, how, are you there every race, every uh, Saturday night? Not every, but okay. pre- pretty much so. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Pretty much so. Well, I mean, they, well the like one us. thing that I like about that is th- another face we get to we've got to look for, to yeah. say hi to. Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate yeah, no, that. absolutely. We'll, we'll wave from we'll our to, spot up in turn yeah. three. Yeah, because I like to have a beer every now and then. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the hot dogs, yeah. and I don't know if they allow hot dogs in they the family section. Oh yeah, yeah, you can eat in the family section. Yeah, you know, come to think about it, short of me drinking beer, there's no reason we can't sit in the family. Well. We swear a lot. We use dirty words. This is we the swear. cleanest show we've it ever is the done. The cleanest show we've ever done. <laughs> I don't think I've said any four-letter words. That includes the uh, the junior. Oh fast my cart. gosh! I dropped I dropped one f bomb and I apologize. Yeah, but here's the thing: we were. It was. I think it was Jackson's graduation party. It was a graduation yeah, party. I don't remember who it was. Graduation, yeah. We were recording and we were being super careful. I had I had two rules. I wasn't going to drink. I wasn't going to swear. We brought some Moondrops Distillery stuff with us as a gift because when we do a remote, it was like the lemonade one. Uh, yeah, the um, no, it was the peppermint. Oh, that's right, it was peppermint. Sorry, and the lemonade. I think. Don't and worry. We brought Don't two worry about it. Anyway, it's anyway, fine. It's anyway fine. it doesn't Keep matter. Going. Um, the the owner of the distillery sees value in us putting that product in the hands of people that well, sure. are old enough to enjoy it. So we did, um, and I, I brought it and I gave it to Yvonne and I said, hey. Uh, you this is for you guys. We're you know with the kids around. We're not going to drink or anything. And that's when we kind of realized we were at a graduation party. We recorded that episode. Me and him were the only ones not drinking and swearing. Yep. And that's why the second the now the second kids episode, didn't swear either. Just so just so yeah, we're clear, no, no, no yeah. swearing out of the. But game. all of the adults, because obviously all of their parents were yeah. there. Um, the second episode very very different. But at that point, the kids went into the backyard to play. Yeah, they were at the time they were staying at a they house were that had a you know backyard. going swimming and riding four wheelers in the creek yeah. or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it was we were, crazy. We had stuff. a blast. It was crazy it was a lot stuff. Of fun. But we you know we um, polished off that bottle. Yeah, but it was a big crowd. Yeah. So no, I just you know I've if you know when whenever I bring my family, 
my mom and my dad. They've never been yeah. to the Speedrome. Yeah. I think this season I'm going to do that, and I'm going to bring them to the family section. We're all going to sit together. and yeah, I'll, That's what I'll say. Do you, have you looked at the schedule yet this year? I glanced at it. Okay. Yeah. There's, it's packed. Yeah. yeah. It is packed. Oh, yeah. Um, you ever thought about getting out there in a grocery getter? Uh, negative. <laughs> Whoa! He did. He was I in last it. year's. I made it. I made it sixteen laps. Really? You've got more sixteen more laps than I've got. <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting. Um, and there's a story behind that. Basically, I psyched myself out, and I was like, "Nope, I'm good." And then my neck thing popped off, and I was like, "Okay, there's the sign That's from the God. Sign it's from time God. to leave." That's right. <laughs> you know. So they're doing three grocery getters this year. I did say that they're doing a um, they're doing a, a monster truck night. Yep, three. Oh, weekend, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to be totally honest. I don't know if you have a relationship with Kevin or not. I think the, I would. I would hope so. I think the dirt track was a distraction. I think when you try and do two big things really well, you end up doing two things poorly. Um, and I think that I'm going to disagree on that one. I'm, I think that. He the 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 speedrome maintained the level of yes I I understand that I probably yes I agree with that. I probably shouldn't have said that <laughs> I think that you can tell the schedule was put together with a lot of thought yes this year yes and I'm not saying last year wasn't right I'm saying there's a lot more big nights yep. this year than there were than there were and what's great and that's that's because we're doing more Friday racing. Yes. The Friday racing Sorry, allows Kevin, us. If you're listening, and I know you're not, but if you're listening, that's not <laughs> it, what I meant. So, what I call, so there are different Bonanza parts nights. of the evening, right? Yeah. Well, there are different parts of the evening. So, when I get there, I sit down, pre race, blah, blah, all that stuff. Then there's what I call uh, eating your vegetables, which is which is like the juniors and the adult fast cars. And some of the heats. And some, some of the, the heats. heats and well. some of the heats. And then I have, and that's at the beginning season for the juniors. Eventually, it becomes a treat. But. Um, but then I have the, the, uh, uh, this what I call the steak, which is, um, which is like the, the legends, the, the, um, the factory fronts, the, the, the street stocks. And then we have our cake and eat it too with figure eight racing. I mean, you know, so, but uh, although I'll be honest with you, the, the, the outlaws, and I think I've said this, maybe I haven't just cause I don't want to hurt our, our interview prospects. Not my favorite class. Yeah. It's the most it's exciting for sure. But the Yo, most competitive to me are the Fords and the um, the compacts yeah. or the factory, yeah. the Hornets. Well, that's a good fact that everybody's different because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, I live close to the track, so a lot of times you'll see me, I'll slide in right before the, the late model figure yeah. eight race, yeah. you know. And uh, I enjoy that more than Does it, I think. So here's a good question. and may, You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I like to. it when you do that. Here's a question. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nine times out of ten, you'll probably it answer is it. a pretty passive aggressive move. <laughs> Go ahead. Do sponsors pay for tickets? Do you? Oh, absolutely. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, absolutely. We keep trying to get a VIP parking spot, but they they there's never they sell out so fast. I'd also be cool with a with a season ticket block. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that's something that I don't I don't know if you'd agree or not, but I would. I would think that, like, come up with ticket packages or something like that. That's been discussed before, yeah. and I think it may eventually happen. I yeah. don't know. Right. You know, it's a talk about, uh, as the saying goes, bang for the buck. I mean, yeah. you know, to, for a nice night of entertainment like that, yeah. for 10 bucks. Yeah, the food's tw- cheap. You know, 8 bucks if you're seeing whatever. Yeah. I mean, you That's can't. That's right. I get a discount. Yeah, <laughs> you can't beat it. I mean, it's unbelievable, you know. Yeah. 
we we've talked about it in the past. You know, you you go to the speed drum, you slap a tenor down, you're good to go. Try yeah. eight. Well, stop. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with eight. You no, know. Well, whatever. No. But he they added teacher to first responders. So yeah, they did, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So now I pay eight bucks. He's been he's and they been all know me too. Like my, they've never asked me to. So our listeners are drivers and many of the speed drum employees. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, which they, is awesome. They've never asked me to prove that I was a teacher. Right. So um, they will now. I'll make sure. Hey, make yeah, sure no, that I always have my badge with to me. prove, but. But um, but I've been to other racetracks. I'm not specifically naming any of them, uh, where I put down 15. We've been critical of Anderson. I, I'm not going to say we haven't been. We've been critical of Anderson. We've been uh, a scathing of Anderson. Uh, well, I mean, okay. that's I'm, I'm, if we're if we're being honest, we, it's been it's not been great. And it, it, there's a lot of things that they can fix that. I almost, it could. It has. A, it's a, one of those tracks that that needs someone like a Kevin. There is it, exactly. It has a ton of potential. You know, uh, I don't know if they've put a roof on the men's room yet, but There's, that would be it's like not designed to have a roof. Is the thing? Oh, yeah. It's, but it could be. It's Greco-Roman style. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you but know, it, you know, it's obvious that you have to spend money. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin has done that. Yep. Right. If look at look, what he's doing this week. Putting oh, yep. another set of new stands. In. Exactly. He doesn't have to do that. I mean, and and the family section's all new, all new. Blue yes. Tires, you know? Yeah. And look at what's been done, and think about the money that's been spent since he took the track over. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why, on the rare occasion you hear from him on social media, it's responding to someone criticizing him about how he spends his money. Absolutely. And. There's a one driver in particular that's learned that lesson a couple. Well, hasn't learned it because he's done it a couple of yeah. times now. Um, but whatever, that driver happens to be a friend of the show. Yeah, so but he knows that he, you know, he, he he does it on purpose. Yeah, he knows that. So every now and then, an adversary is needed. Yeah, we're talking about Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I've, I've seen him race before. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. has won, he has he won anything? Is that like no? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay, yeah. we're, no. We're, um, yeah. But I, I think some people in his family have. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know if Ben actually is a regular. Yeah, whatever. Is, he's you know, on a lot. Yeah, the, our second. He's also our, a day off too. Guess yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Smith and Ben were here the Sunday after the three hour. Okay, they committed. That was crazy. Ben committed in advance and said, "If I'm not too tired, I'll be there because it's kind of a haul for me, and the three hour takes a lot out of me." And. uh um, now that, no, no, wait a minute. No, <laughs> we know Ben. Yeah. If the three R was on a Saturday night mm-hmm. and they were racing in California or Florida on yeah. Sunday, yeah, he'd be there. Oh, for sure. Oh, he'd find for a way. Sure. Well, but sure he would. There's a there's a big difference between a, a quick turnaround for going to another race and, and a quick turnaround coming to talk to two chubby guys <laughs> on a couch. <laughs> Uh, you know, 45 minutes away from his house. Did you, did you invite me because I'm chubby? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. I invited we don't, you. We don't I see size be, here. I we don't see you size. because you're a chubby guy named Mike. That's right. It wasn't just that you're chubby. Um, Is he the new so, co-host? Is so he the it new? Was, we knew it was a big deal. We asked him in advance for a yeah. couple of reasons. First of all, we love talking to Ben. Second of all, there's a decent chance he's going to win. Right. And as people who are trying to get the word out, you know, to, to have the – if it worked out that he had won the race – it would have been a big deal for us that the very next day he's on our show. Sure, yeah. So 15 minutes before, no, an hour before he's supposed to be here, he sends me a text and says, I, we've not told Ben this story. Matt doesn't know it either. No. Hey, is it okay if Matt comes with me? And I'm like, you're going to bring two, you're asking if it's okay 
to bring another top tier right. driver. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I text him and I was like, hey, Matt Smith's going to be here too. You need to get over here and we need to plan this out. I texted him a dirty word back because I was so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he comes over and it was so, it was adorable because they're, they're obviously close. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think they were both nervous because I made food. <laughs> we sat in the living room. Oh, you didn't feed me. So we weren't <laughs> sure if you were coming tonight. <laughs> I see. Well, and I was also putting siding on the room. That's true. He fed me though. I did. No. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you're just being a jerk. Oh my god. Anyway, it was it was a great it was a great interview. I don't know I don't know how we're gonna top it this year. No. And well, in right all now honest, we're doing okay. What's that? Right now we're doing pretty good. I think we're doing okay. I mean, uh, the Sunday after the three hour. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I'll be but, camping this year for the three. Yeah, hour. But you know, really, you guys are are doing a good thing, and it, it's really cool because you had Matt and Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that other guy that won this past year, that uh, Mark, yeah. that Mark Tunney guy. We've yeah. had Mark on yeah. a couple times. As a matter of fact, we're going to do an in-person with him and his whole team. In a week and a half. In a week and a half. That's yeah. cool. We're going to go to his shop, and we're going to do also Mark a little. Mark has been awesome. Though. Also going to do inside baseball here. Uh, uh, we're going to do a state of the, what I call the state of the eight part two, yeah. where we have other figure eight drivers, Ben and Matt, uh, on, yeah. <laughs> on to talk about the state of figure eight racing and what we can do, you know, what's going on with it and what we can do to either oh, improve it or help it. We just did a big round table with the Hargraves family. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was kind of a cluster. We had too many people at the table. There was a little bit too much of the moon drops. Mm-hmm. Flowing. Um, and there were a lot of people who were talkers. Everyone wanted. That's right. You know, we had Chad Sizemore, we had we had John Senior, and we had James Cameron. Oh, and and Mark Purvis. And but Mark, and Mark Purvis. All, all four, all four of those guys, they're good people, but they're all talkers. Yeah. So you can't. They all want put them yeah. in a room together because they'll talk over each other and yep. just have a good time. And then you throw a little bit of alcohol in the mix. <laughs> we had a blast, but the regular listeners right. had, have made it clear. Yeah, that's about the that was the hardest show to listen to. Yeah, just it's, there's so much going on. It, and what's what. What really sucked it's was, fitting too, was Senior, know. was Big John, had right. a bunch of stuff to say. Yes. And we've now committed to he's going to come and we're just going to do an interview with him. Yeah. Because he's got a lot of history in that noggin too. There's a lot of drivers and a lot of families have history at the Speedrome. And we want to learn all about it. Yep. Yep, because it's fun. It's absolutely fun. It, um, it's a way to enjoy what goes on at the track when you're not at the track. Yes. Yeah. You know, some of the stories you hear are just absolutely phenomenal. I've got a cool picture that one of my customers gave me years ago. And the it's in front of the old concession stand at the Speedrome. The beer was 60 cents. <laughs> and it was a 57 Chevy. Oh, wow. And one of my customers walks in and he says, that's a cool picture. I said, yeah, it is. He says, I was the chief mechanic on that car. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, so that's that kind of stuff's cool. Yep. And my office is all kind of uh, all kinds of die cast and NASCAR and, oh, nice. and Dossie stuff and what have you, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. And, and it's really fun when people come up to pay their bill from the auction, and they said, uh, when's this stuff going to sell in here? And my wife, Leslie, says, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when the owner dies. Yeah, Pretty. It's not. She's well, accepted. Yeah, she's well, accepted yeah, it. Well, yeah, well, surely he'll, he's going to say, no, she's not. Just yeah. give it up. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. a friend of mine. Well, she says, and I sleep with him, and I know he's not, <laughs> I know he's not selling his racing stuff, okay? So. Man. Look, man, I really appreciate you coming out, taking well, I the time. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you are, and I mean this in all sincerity, you are welcome back anytime to sit here and shoot the shit. Even at 2.30 in the morning on a Tuesday night. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, there's a bed right there. That's right. Yeah. So I think I think on the really if you if you drink too much, you can stay here and sleep. Yeah, but you don't drink a drop, do you? (laughs) 